Well, you blink, and another month has gone by. The last day of April, April 30th, is Saturday morning, 9 a.m. My name is Mike. I'm your host. This is the FBTV video podcast, Saturday edition. Saturdays, we live stream on YouTube. It's Q&A day. We're going to be answering questions that have been submitted throughout the week. If you've got questions, feel free to uh, send them to us, FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. Go to our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. There are forms there you can complete, submit with your question. And you can Skype us your questions, either a text message or even uh, leave a voicemail message. If you're using Skype, just uh, look us up. Do a search for FBTV. You'll find us. As far as our podcast goes, yes, this... uh, Video podcast that we're doing, it will be uh, available as the audio podcast. You can find that on your favorite podcasting app. Now, if you missed the the live stream, you can check out our website, FreightBrokerTV.com, and we will have this video, this live stream. It will be available all week on our website at FreightBrokerTV.com. Now, if you are a a client of Tautua, Obviously, you'll be able to have access to it on demand anytime using the FBTV Insider, which you will have access to. All right, it's Saturday, April 30th, 2022. My name is Mike. I'm your host. Again, this is the FBTV Podcast. I am also the lead consultant at Taltoa. Taltoa, if you don't already know, we are a transportation and logistics training and consulting firm. We specialize helping people, trucking companies, uh, freight brokers, freight broker agents in the transportation industry. Check out our uh, different packages available. Check out everything we do. We offer consulting only, self-study. We offer full consulting packages that include training with your package. Just check it out, taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Now, if you have any questions about any of the packages, feel free to call me, 479 668 0838. Last day of April, May, here tomorrow. I mean, anymore you blink and it's next month, next year, Christmas. Remember when Christmas used to take, seemed like 10 years to get here? Then we became adults and it got here overnight. <laughs> anyway, April 30th, today is Bugs Bunny Day, my hero. I used to have, when I was a kid growing up, Bugs Bunny was it, man. Hey, Daffy was cool. All the rest of the uh, Looney Tune characters were cool, but Bugs Bunny. He was my guy, or rabbit. It's Bubble Tea Day, whatever that means. If you know what Bubble Tea is, then you're one step ahead of me. Save the Frogs Day. I have no idea. Save the Frogs Day. Apparently, uh, people that are uh, protesting those of us who enjoy frog legs. I know some of you might be going, "Ah, frog legs, a delicacy beyond mention in the South. 
fried frog legs. Fuel prices, we know they're up. Gasoline's up. Uh, today's impossible question. Got that coming up. Well, today's impossible question. Here we go. 15% of us admit to lying about this all the time. What is it that we lie about all the time? Well, 15% of us, you, whatever, admit, uh, admit to lying about it all the time. What do you think it is? Hey, if it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Cloris Leachman, she was born this day back in 1926. Gary Collins, remember him? Home show, talk show host. Burt Young, the name may not sound familiar, but remember Polly, Adrian's brother? Adrian. <laughs> Polly, Burt Young, he was born on this day back in 1940. He's 82 today. Happy birthday, Burt. Jill Clayburg, she was born this day back in 1944. And Johnny Galecki, Johnny The Big Bang Theory, Roseanne, born on this day back in 1975, 47. That would mean he was in his early, what, 30s when The Big Bang Theory started? Yeah, Jim Parsons, he's, he's in his 50s now, isn't he? Yeah, time flies. I missed that show. I, I That was one of the better shows that had been on TV in a long time. <clears throat> Let's look back at history. Today, back in history, George Washington takes office in New York as the first president of the United States. That was in 1789. Uh, nine years later, the U.S. Department of Navy is established. 1803, Louisiana Territory was purchased from France for $15 million. And then, just nine years later, Louisiana became the 18th state. 1900, Hawaii, Aloha, became a U.S. territory. 1904, the ice cream cone made its debut. Have you ever heard the history about the ice cream cone, how they, they came up with it? It was a waffle maker, I think. He wrapped it up into a cone shape, put ice cream in it. Anyway. And back in 1952, Mr. Potato Head became the first toy to be advertised on TV. What do they call it now? Potato Head? No Mr. nor Mrs. Potato Head? It's, we're, we're nuts anymore. <laughs> the Cosby Show. 1992 aired its finale on NBC. My oh my. Hey, uh, oh, uh, Theo. What is his name? Uh, Jamal Warner? He's in that uh, TV show, Residence. He really, he's really good in that show. I really enjoy uh, watching him in that show. I, I liked it. Then they killed off that girl that was in Revenge. Well, she quit, actually. And uh, went on, but that was, that was pretty weird. You know, I, I don't expect that show to last too much longer, unfortunately. Pretty good show. We'll see if you watch it. All right, let me reach back here and get this. Uh, the all-new FBTV podcast coffee mug is now available. It's got all our, it's a wraparound type logo. Got the, uh, got, got, got my young mug. <laughs> no, that's not me. But uh, it's available. You can get that from our website. FreightBrokerTV.com. Check it out. You can look at the pictures and everything. Just go to our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. 
All right, Mayor Pete. Uh, Bittigig. <clears throat> and the news again. Secretary of uh, Transportation. He was responding to questions about the supply chain. Pointed out that uh, driver retention is a problem in the trucking industry. Well, golly. You think? <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the party, Pete. It's always been a problem, driver retention. And you can ask any driver why and save the country a lot of money. But no, let's not do that. Part of this is a labor issue, he said. The availability of truck drivers, my department, we're talking about Mayor Pete, estimates that 300,000 people leave that career every year. We're talking about drivers. And by golly, we just can't afford that. Do the math. Now, I, I understand. I'm going to throw this number out here because this number came from OIDA, Owner Operator Independent Driver Association. According to uh, their studies, there are 400,000 CDLs issued every year, but we're losing 300 drivers every year. Hmm. I understand a lot of those are Class Bs, not a lot of Class As, perhaps. But retention. And you're going to find more times than not that the driver retention problem is coming more from the big trucking companies than the smaller ones. Why is that, you think? So while Mayor Pete and uh, his department tries to figure this out, notice came out the other day. FMCSA issues notice of intent to require speed limiters on heavy trucks. Maybe if the government would just sit down, shut up, let the trucking industry do what it does best, uh, the driver shortage that they claim that is causing a havoc on the industry would subside. Started with the uh, ELD. A lot of old timers said, hung it up. Nah, not going to happen. Not going to do this anymore. And they just keep on keeping on and not in the right way. Anyway, FMCSA notice of intent. FMCSA, three days ago, April 27th, issued a notice of intent to move forward with a rulemaking to require the use of speed limiters for commercial motor vehicles. What do you think they're going to make those limiters set at? 55, 60, 65, 70. You see, stuff like this is what drives, drives, pardon the pun, drives drivers out of the industry. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. You know, people sitting around, making laws, sitting back. What can we do now? Hmm, let's earn our money. Let's put speed limiters in trucks. You know, that's something that the industry does on its own. There are trucking companies that have limiters. You know, I'm sure insurance companies will give trucking companies a break on their coverage if they have a limiter. But now we gotta make we gotta make rules. Run more people out of the industry. This notice now it doesn't specify 
specifically specify a speed. is a follow-up on the September 7, 2016 joint proposal by FMCSA and the NHTSA. This Notice of Intent provides a series of questions to gather information and data to assist FMCSA in drafting a Supplemental Notice of Proposed Rulemaking. The Supplemental Rule would propose requiring interstate motor carriers that currently operate CMVs with electronic engine control units to set a maximum speed to be determined through the rulemaking process. After reviewing the public comments to the Notice of Intent, the future SNPRM will present the proposed regulatory text, estimated costs and safety benefits of using speed limiters to be determined. FMCSA is moving forward with this rulemaking because of concerns about the number of CMV crashes and fatalities traveling at high speeds. In 2019 alone, there were nearly 900 fatal crashes in areas with posted speed limits over 70 miles per hour. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying crashes are good by any means. I'm not saying they should be forgiven. But you take the miles, of, take all the trucks combined, take all the commercial vehicles combined, add up their total mileage, then count the accidents, and it's going to be a very low number. Very low number. Anyway, public response is going to be accepted for 30 days once the notice of intent is published. So you may want to keep an eye out for that. It's going to be published in the Federal, uh, federal Register. That's according to the notice. So, what do you think? Just something else to get drivers out of the truck. Now, one thing I did notice in this, and this intent, and I'm sure they're going to change it, and uh, it said requiring interstate motor carriers. Interstate, not intrastate. So they just going after the uh, trucking companies with their M, you know, motor carrier, MC number, authority. Just them. So intrastate carriers can they're 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 immune to this. I'm sure they won't be, but just something that uh, kind of stood out at me. All right, what else? March's average used Class 8 retail price. A used truck. You want to go out here and buy a used truck? The average price of a used Class 8 big truck breaks $100,000. Want to buy a used truck? hundred grand. It wasn't that long ago you could buy a brand new truck for 100000 Previous record was set back in February, 94000 A year ago, a year ago, you could buy a used truck for 53000 All right, you may be scratching your head. What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. Shortage, shortage, shortage. The uh, trucking companies that usually trade in their old equipment to buy new equipment, they can't because there is no new equipment available. It's It's... Behind. At least that's my understanding. 
So these striking companies are having to hold on to their equipment longer. And due to that, there's a shortage of used equipment on the market. If you have a big truck and you want to sell it, now be the time. <laughs> no doubt about it. For those of you who are out there in the world thinking about becoming an owner-operator, I'm sure there are still fleet trucks available. But my recommendation to you is be very, very leery of a fleet truck. Now, you may be thinking, well, why? Those things have been maintained. they got shops, those big fleets. Yeah, they do. But the level of maintenance as the truck gets older and closer, uh, closer to trade-in, that level of maintenance really <laughs> dwindles. Matter of fact, the oil change on that truck, the last oil change may have been in there for 30,000, 40,000 miles. They just don't want to spend the money on maintenance when they know they're getting rid of it, just like any of us pretty much do. Keep that in mind. You know, if you're buying a new truck or buying a new used truck or whatever, you you should ask for the records. Ask for the files on that truck. should have all the uh, things that have been done to it, repairs, maintenance records, things of that nature. You want to see that. You, you want to look that over. That's part of being a good owner-operator. You know, the last thing you want to do is buy a truck get out there on the road and you break down, you break down away from home, it's going to get expensive. And make sure you understand the warranty. Even if you're buying a used truck, it probably have a warranty, but the warranty, you want to make sure that it's going to cover you no matter where you are. You don't want that warranty to be good just at that location where you bought the truck. Yeah, you know, if it breaks, bring it back to us, we'll fix it. No, you need to be able to get it fixed on the road because that's that's where it's going to break down. All right, let's get to uh, what this day is all about, questions of the day. Again, if you got any questions or anything like that, feel free to email them to me. You can at FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. Forums on our website at FreightBrokerTV every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central Time on our FBTV video podcast. Live streamed on YouTube. Uh, it's our Q&A day. My name is Mike. I'm the lead consultant at Taltoa. You can check us out at Taltoa.com. We are a training and consulting firm specializing in training and consulting freight brokers, freight broker agents, even giving a freight broker agent the opportunity to begin their broker operation at the end of their training because they can go into our mentorship program. That's where a new broker agent, once they finish training, they can begin their broker operation as a freight broker agent through us under a licensed broker that allows the new agent to get out there and actually start working start building a customer base start getting the experience so they can move on either to start their own brokerage down the road or maybe contract on to an existing broker somewhere but anyway okay rick uh sends us this what should i say when a prospect tells me they are asset based or their freight is customer routed. Well, not too much you can say, Rick, honestly. When I'm working with clients, I always recommend to clients, when you're making a sales call, keep it simple. Don't try to talk the potential customer into a yes. Don't try the rebuttals and things of that nature. If they say, hey, no, you know, 
uh, we're asset based or you know our freight is customer routed you, you get off the phone don't try to rebut them don't i've seen it posted all over the internet and other videos you know start you know asking questions no, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to talk to you. You know, these people in shipping are busy, man. They're busy. Think about it. They're a lot busier than you. The people in shipping, they're on that phone constantly. Think about it. You know, they're, they're, they're dealing with their customer. They're talking to dispatchers, talking to drivers. They're talking to brokers. They're talking to their manufacturing. They're talking to their sales. It's nonstop. They, you know, they expect the conversation to be over once they tell you no. Let their no be no. No, may be they're asset-based. No might be their freight is customer-routed, but no is no. Your response should be, hey, thanks, have a good day. Call them back in a month. Call them back in two weeks. Don't make yourself memorable during the sales call. Now, I know in any other type of sales, generally, yeah, that's what you want. You want to be memorable. Not here. At least that's my recommendation. The reason is, is simply this. They'll remember you in a bad way once you become memorable. They, I'm talking about the shipper, the person that makes that decision. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that broker. I couldn't get off the phone. They had to start asking 15 million questions. Just, geez, they had me on the phone for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. It could have been 10 seconds, but in their head, it's, it's there. We don't want that memory. We want to leave the door open because eventually you'll probably get in the door. I, I can't tell you the number of times I've called somebody, a, a potential customer, they said no. Hey, thanks. Talk to you later. Call them back in a month? No. Hey, no problem. Call them back in another month? Yes. Couldn't wait to get set up with me. And the thing is, I, I've had some potential customers out there. I called. They said no. I may have called them four or five months in a row. They said no, but by that fourth or fifth time, they, they knew who I was. <laughs> Not in a bad way, though. They just knew, I, hey, I'm just checking in. You know, there, there's been sometimes me and the uh, person in shipping, we'd be on the first name basis. Hey, Paul, it's, you know, me, Mike Tautoa. Man, it, it's just checking in. And they have eventually thrown me a bone. You know, when I say throw a bone, they throw a load my way. That gets you in the door. That's all you want to do. Once you're in the door, it's up to you to work your way up. Through building the relationship, customer service, things of that nature. So, what should you say when a prospect tells you they're asset-based? Or their freight is customer-routed? Hey, no problem. Thanks. Have a good day. Click on to the next call. Don't make the mistake of asking the shipper, the potential customer, the prospect, well, could you tell me who your customer is so I can contact them? Of course they're not going to tell you their customer. You know, they're not going to tell you that. That's private. They don't want you knowing that. They don't know if you're a freight broker. You could be their competitor as far as they know. So don't ask those kind of questions. Okay, Rick, hope that helped you out. Patrick, are rates between a broker and a shipper pretty steady, or do they vary depending on the day of the week or load to load? Yeah, generally you got a load going from point A to point B. Maybe the load's going from Atlanta to Dallas and the customer's paying you $2,000 to move that load. I'm just pulling numbers out of the air here. Maybe the customer's paying you 2000 Yeah, it's going to continue to be paying 2000 You know, anytime that load comes up, it should be $2,000. If not, call your customer out. 
hey, wait, last time I did it, it was 2000. Yeah, I can do it for 2000, but I'm not going to be able to do it for 1950. You see what I mean? Keep them at that rate. Now, occasionally, you're going to have the opportunity to get that rate to go up. Maybe because uh, they need a truck right now. Okay, you, you negotiate, hey, I got a truck, but they want 2250 to move the loan. Well, we only pay 2000 I know, but this truck wants 2250 See if they'll take 22 You got them up to 22 on that loan. Don't let them go back to 2000 And how do you do that? You know, and well, next time that loan comes available, they call you. They, you know, do you talk to them about it? Hey, I got one of those Dallas loads again. Okay, great. Yeah, same rate we did last time, the 22, right? Yep. Don't let them go back down if you keep from it. See what I mean? But yeah, as a rule, the rates for a specific load, I'm talking about equipment, point A to point B, from that same customer, it shouldn't fluctuate. It should be pretty much the same day in, day out, until you get it to go up. Now, in these weird times we are in, because Washington can't figure out that uh, we could have a lot cheaper gasoline and diesel. They've got this electric thing going on in their head. Which, hey, I'm not against green, but let's use some common sense here. Let's not break the bank while we're trying to save the world, so to speak. Don't make a lot of sense. We'd be the only country that's doing this, but it is, you know, it is what it is. But what I'm getting at, when, when fuel prices do start going back down or fuel prices do start going back up or, or continue to go up, uh, yeah, there could be a fluctuation there, you know, a little bit. All right, All right Kelly. All right, Kelly, Kelly writes, I'm new and seeking my first brokerage to work as a freight broker agent. I've been told I should try applying to a larger freight broker, and I've also been told I should start at a smaller freight brokerage. What would you recommend? Well, hands down, we're going to recommend a smaller brokerage. Yes, a larger brokerage may be bigger. They may be well-known. I'm not going to name any names, but, you, you know, if I say large freight brokerage, one or two probably pop in your head pretty quick. But I always recommend going to a smaller broker. Why? Well, simply because it's going to be easier for you to build up a customer bank. Well, how can that be, Mike? Well, simply because the larger brokers, they've got agents on every corner. Think about it. There's a agent on every corner if they're a big broker house. That means that pretty much any customer you submit, it's not going to be new. And the broker is going to protect their agent that handles that customer. It's going to be that agent's account. And they're going to tell you, no, you can't work that customer. That's just the way it works. With a smaller brokerage, more times than not, they'll be more patient with you as well. Now, I know a lot of the larger brokerages, it may be easier to get a contract or get get put on but uh, what's the use if you can't build a customer base and more often than not a smaller brokerage is going to be their contracts are going to be less complicated it's going to be real you know a larger brokerage they they a lot of times new people going in they know they're new if you're going in as an agent they may put things in that contract 
that you would rather not have in that contract, such as no compete, such as any customer you bring on board is our customer. If you leave, you give up the right to work that customer. You see what I mean? And there are some uh, companies out there that have a very weird commission scale. You got to keep that in mind too. Standard standard commission for a freight broker agent: sixty percent of net. Net is the profit on the load. Okay, so if you have a load with a five hundred dollar net agent, sixty percent of that's three hundred bucks. All right, keep that in mind. But yeah, my recommendation would be definitely a smaller brokerage. Give you an opportunity to build that book of business up quicker. And you're, you're going to have more of a personal relationship. They're going to be able to help you more. For those of you that are brand new, wanting to get into the industry as a freight broker, freight broker agent, maybe you're a trucking company, you have your own trucks, you're working with a broker all the time, and you know that's not very profitable for you, you know it's not the right way to run your trucking business, you know you need your own customers, well, I invite you to check out Tautoa. We are a training and consulting firm. We specialize in training and consulting freight brokers, freight broker agents, helping trucking companies uh, get into the broker side of the business as an extra stream, stream of revenue. But learning how to broker is going to help you as a trucking company learn how to get your own customers. Check out our website, Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. All kinds of different packages to choose from. Guaranteed placement in our mentorship program if you're wanting to become an agent. Check it out. 479-668-0838 if you have any questions. All right. Well, the first quarter results are in... Transportation companies reporting record revenue for the first quarter of 2022, and why not? <laughs> Somebody asked me the other day, a client of mine at Tautoa, they said, my husband's hearing that uh, the trucking business is going out of business. There is not going to be, you know, actually any type of trucking in the future. Well, of course, that's ridiculous. When you got transportation companies reporting record revenue for the first quarter, eh, Schneider, 68% jump in earnings. Now, 68%. What is that? Net income of $92.1 million. Hmm? C.H. Robinson. Record profits. Up 56%. $270.3 million. A year ago, $173.3 million. Old Dominion Freight Line, record revenue, first quarter. Increase of 32.9%, $1.5 billion. Forward Air, record revenue for first quarter of 2022. Net income of $42.7 million. Now transportation's alive and well and growing. People say, you know, hey, you know, not a good time to get into trucking. Not a good time to get into transportation business. Why not? You got these companies showing record growth. Why are they? Because people are working. 
you know, they're not sitting on their rear end waiting for it to come to them. They're getting out there and going after it. And that's what a broker has to do. If you're a broker, if you're sitting there waiting for the phone to ring, yeah, you'll probably make money, but not as much as you could be if you put a little bit of effort into it. Anyway. <clears throat> All right, what's up? Hey, coming up uh, May 8th, next week, Mannheim, Pennsylvania. Make-A-Wish Mother's Day convoy. Don't want to miss that. East Coast Truckers Jamboree coming up in Kindley, North Carolina, May 12th through 14th, May 27th through 29th. It's the Great Lakes Big Break Challenge on away, Michigan. Then we move into June. Uh, first week in, well, yeah, well, I guess it is first week. June 7th through 11th, Springfield, Illinois. Land of Lincoln. American Truck Historical Society. It's their annual convention. If you're looking for the next biggie, that's going to be in July, July 14th through 16th, Walcott. If you're in trucking or transportation, you know Walcott, Walcott, Iowa, Walcott Truckers Jamboree, Walcott, Iowa. <laughs> anyway, those are coming up. All right, what else we got going on here before we call it a Saturday and I get out on the boat? Probably not going out on the boat today. Plan is to go out tomorrow, that's for sure. Now, here's something that, uh, boy, that just, it just thrills me to death. Apple's new self-service phone repair program has gone live, giving consumers a new option to fix broken iPhones. <laughs> self-service phone repair. That just scares me to death, you know. It's like, you know, don't you hate call calling customer service anymore? Get this. What was it? What was it the other day? Oh, my electric company. On the lawnmower the other day, I, I uh, ran over the uh, ground spike where the ground wire coming out of the meter went down to the uh, spike. Hit it, bent the blade all up, but, I man, I knocked that ground wire right off that spike. So Monday morning, I called the electric company. And, you know, you go through that those prompts, 15, 20 different prompts. Finally, you get to where you're supposed to be, and they say, please hold on. Your expected wait time is 10 minutes. And I was looking at the website at the same time, and I thought, well, hey, look here. There's a, an email thing or a thing. You know, if you've got problems, you want to report a problem, you can fill this form out. And I thought, well, that sounds pretty good. And so that's what I did. I filled the form out, submitted it, didn't think anything about it. The next day I get up, and I got an email from the electric company. Hey, you need to call us. <laughs> so I did I called uh, the electric company told them about the issue they said yeah yeah you did the right thing you should have called us and uh, uh, they said we'll, we'll uh, send a truck out they'll, they'll get it taken care of for you you don't need that ground wire ungrounded yeah, okay so that afternoon oh, uh, the uh, electric company comes out you know, big old truck out front, electric guys, gloves on, his hard hat. I said, yeah, it's right over here. Oh, we don't mess with stuff coming out of the meter. Oh, man, sorry to bother you. <laughs> he goes, there, I'll give you the clamp or whatever. He gave me a clamp so I could put it back on. I go, man, I called. I sent him emails. They told me to call. The guy I talked to said, yeah, you need to, yep, 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 yep. We need to come out there and fix that right now. We'll get somebody out there, and now you come out here and tell me. Eh, we don't do that. Customer service. I'll tell you, the worst customer service out there is a cable company. 
Don't get me started on that. Uh, well, if you're up around Bucks County, Pennsylvania, yeah, you probably heard about this. 40,000 pounds of chicken nuggets all over the place. Truck turned over. Had an accident. If you're a fan of Blue Blood's TV show, isn't that the one with the Tom Selleck? Magnum P.I. It's been renewed. 13th season coming up. Let's see. Seems like... Uh... Yeah, Tropicana. This don't make sense. They're, they're making a cereal. And they're going to release it. But it's, it's Tropicana Crunch. It's cereal designed for orange juice. That just don't sound right. You know, I watched a video the other day. It's on YouTube making the rounds. Uh, or was it TikTok? Don't remember, but it, I saw the video on YouTube. Where they were going up asking people, okay, well, what goes in the boat first, milk or cereal? And everybody said milk, except for one guy that said water. There's always one of those. But anyway... You know, I thought, nah, that's got to be a ruse. Nobody puts milk in their bowl first, do they? I've always put cereal in. How can, you know, then I, then I put the, 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 the milk in. Get that proper, you know, ratio. Cereal to milk, milk to cereal. I would rather be able to go back and put in some uh, more cereal if I need to, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of got off topic there, didn't we? This is Freight Broker TV, Saturday morning uh, video podcast. Every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central Time, you can join us, well, most Saturday mornings. Some Saturday mornings, I won't be here. But you will still have access to the video podcast. It may not be streamed uh, live on uh, YouTube, but we will still put the video on. Uh, for the simple reason, I will be out on the boat. Matter of fact, we are putting some stuff together so we can start doing some of these Videos from the boat out on the water. See how that works out. Figure that out when the time comes. But we're working on it. Hopefully within the next few weeks, that will be a done deal. All right. Don't forget to check us out, FreightBrokerTV.com. If you are thinking about becoming a broker, like to learn more about our company, Tautoa, check us out, Tautoa.com. Otherwise, hey, have a great weekend unless you've made other plans, and we will uh, we'll talk soon. Thank mm-hmm. you.